Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of Generation GC, California, the way I say I love you, from Generation RX, which is Good Charlotte's 2018 7th studio album, which is also their most recent album. My guest this week is Alyssa Gardner. Last week, we talked about life changes from Youth Authority, and next week, we'll be back with a song from the band's self-titled album, Good Charlotte. Alyssa is a huge fan of music, especially live music. She listens to and plays mainly alternative rock, but she does try to branch out further here and there. She's a longtime Good Charlotte fan, as they are her favorite band. Alyssa doesn't work in the music industry. She currently makes a living as a registered dental hygienist, but maybe one day she'll explore that. Alyssa also plays the drums and is working on getting back into guitar, but she says that drums are more fun. Some things I wanted to mention. Please visit, as I continue to mention, antisemitism.card.co and blacklivesmatter.card.co to learn more about antisemitism and the Black Lives Matter movement, respectively. We need to speak out against all forms of injustice. I'm not trying to pretend anything is, is equal or that they are the same, but they're, there's a lot to speak out against, and I think it's worth bringing up multiple issues. I bring up anti-Semitism uh, because I see a lot on TikTok and Instagram, for example. It's, it's a lot on TikTok, though, where you know a Jew will post, does anything about being Jewish? And then immediately get comments saying free Palestine or even threats or incredibly hateful comments quite frequently about uh, Palestine. Or you'll see people duetting a video that a Jew made or they post something on Instagram that's just really hateful towards Jews and Judaism. And I, I just wanted to remind everyone that Jews are not Israel and Jews are not responsible for the actions of the Israeli government. So... Let's separate our conversation of how you feel about Jews from how you feel about Israel and the conflict in the Middle East, because they're they're separate things. It's August 30th, as I record this. George Floyd died over three months ago, and there have been a lot of protests all over the country, all over the world, really, but still, Black people are shot and killed by police all the time. Even if someone does commit a crime, you know, people will say, oh, the, you know, so-and-so was innocent and they still got shot. But that's not even the point, because even if someone does commit a crime, that does not mean they should be shot and killed. And there's a huge difference in how black people are treated compared to white people in this country. The recent incidents in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, involving Jacob Flake, a 29-year-old black man who was shot as he tried to enter a car, and per a lawyer, he's now paralyzed from the waist down, and Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old white man who has been accused of shooting multiple people and was treated much differently. He was not shot despite carrying an AR-15, which is a very serious weapon. I mean, I think that's a perfect example of uh, two people being treated quite differently because of their race. There are videos of both Jacob Blake and Kyle Rittenhouse, but warning that, you know, something like that is very upsetting to watch, so you do not have to watch it. I'm not going to link those videos. Uh, I have not watched that because I, I find it very upsetting to see that violence play out, but it's important to keep educating yourself uh, to know what's going on. And to continue speaking up against systemic racism and work on unlearning your own internal biases. And, you know, if you're someone that's in a position of any kind of power to say, okay, what can I do to make sure there's not any kind of racial issues at play here? And I'm, I'm also going to include in the show notes the petition that I've been sharing to save the USPS. As I continue to say with that, the USPS is vital for small businesses and creators to send out their products. And that includes, you know, your favorite music photographers that want to send out prints to everyone. That includes independent magazines that print like a very small number of issues and just mail it to the people who subscribe. That includes record labels, independent record labels that mail out vinyl and CDs. And it includes bands that are, are sending out their merch. So the USPS, yeah, it's it's pretty important. Finally, 
Generation GC stickers are here. Do you want a sticker? Two things you can do. Number one, go to anchor, anchor.fm slash generation GC pod, P-O-D, click support and support the show. And that helps me sustain the show and have the right equipment, headphones and adapters and cords and microphones, as well as do things like print stickers and get them mailed to you. And I am a much smaller scale than, you know, any any of those businesses or, or independent creators I may have mentioned above. But yeah, I mean, I use the USPS to mail stickers. So please sign my petition too. Number two, you can donate to a charitable organization. Don't donate to change.org because uh, that money then just goes to change.org. But there are a lot of great organizations listed at blacklivesmatters.card.co that you can donate to. So you're going to support the show on Anchor or donate to a charity. And then you're going to send me a screenshot and your mailing address. Uh, you can DM me on Twitter or Instagram at generationgcpod, P-O-D, or email generationgcpod at gmail.com. And then I will mail you stickers. I will also occasionally tweet or post on the Instagram story about other ways you all can get stickers, whether that's good deeds you can do or ways to help spread the word about the show. So make sure you're following. Well, that's about it for our intro. Thank you for tuning in. And now on to our episode. All right. So California, the way I say I love you is track nine on Good Charlotte's seventh album, Generation RX. It's the final track on the album, and this is their most recent album. California follows better demons and it's a really nice note to end the album on right I mean the album is definitely dark it's intense but this helps it end on I think a very positive note and this is also a definitely a deep cut I don't believe they've ever played it live was not a single didn't get a video or anything so this is this is a deep cut which is which is always fun to talk about those songs because, you know the 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 big songs the singles it's like okay there's everyone's talking about those right not everyone's talking about the uh, the deeper cuts but before we get into that Alyssa I want to help our audience get to know you dude <laughs> well thank you thank you for coming on the show <laughs> Alyssa I mean I know we've had a lot of people that you are friends with on the show. So I am so glad you could be on the show. So yeah, I'm super excited to be here. This is, this is cool. This is fun. (laughs) Yeah. So when did you first hear Good Charlotte and what were your first thoughts on them? Uh, So I kind of, I heard Good Charlotte before I actually heard them. So this is kind of weird. Um, I love hearing these stories, by the way. (laughs) This is super random. But so when I was a little kid, um, I had a crush on a older boy. It was my, one of my brother's best friends. And um, he was at the bus stop. So I was probably like six or seven, like super, super young. Um, So we're at the bus stop and he was singing this song and it was Little Things. Um, and I had never actually heard the song, but I started singing the song too, just because he sang it a lot. Just because um, he sang it without having actually heard the song core. Wait, wait, I how old never, were you? I was, gosh, so I would have been like six or seven at the time. Okay, so, so you were young. little, little. Like pretty much just singing, you know, just singing the um, chorus to the song, you know, because I didn't really know anything. Sure. You know, I was young. Um, so then like a year or two later, you know, Young and the Hopeless comes out. And um, I had heard the anthem and lifestyles um, from my brother and his friends, you know, playing these songs. And I was like, oh, my, like, I love this band. This is awesome. Like, it was so new to me, you know, from the Britney Spears, insane yeah. Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, so I, I had heard those songs. Did you make the connection that this was the same band that did Little Things right away? No, no. So <laughs> I convinced my mom to buy me the album, you know, because I was like, oh, I love this band. Yeah. Um, and then, oh my God, fell in love with Young and the Hopeless and then went back and saw that there was another album, um, the self-titled. And I was like, that is that song. Oh my God. And I was like, so amazed that it was the That's same band. And so yeah, funny. I was like, yeah, for hearing, for hearing Little Things for the first time, like from True Good Charlotte, not just singing at the bus stop. Uh, oh my God. My life was like, whoa. <laughs> I'd love that. So Alyssa, I understand that you 
are someone like myself that you love live music. So like what was the first concert you went to or at least what was the concert that for you you were like, okay, this is it? Um, so my first concert was Good Charlotte. Um, Love it was, it. It, yeah, it was the Noise of the World tour. Yeah, um, I was saying, yeah, I was okay, 11. Technically, <laughs> technically not my first ever concert, but it was the one that was like the first one that was a band I liked. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was my first show ever, first concert experience. Um, I had begged for um, a couple years to go, like, to see them, and my mom was like, you're nine years old, like, you're not seeing Good Charlotte, like, obviously. (laughs) And so then, um, you know, I was heavily into Simple Plan, and the tour came around, and I was like, "Yep, you know what, I'm 11 years old, like, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a grown-up. I was such a grown up. I can do this. Yeah. So um, she was like, well, I'm not taking you, you know, um, you got to find somebody to go with. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know anyone. Like no one's going to take me. And so then um, there was this kid at school. We happened to both like in Charlotte. Um, We both played the snare drum in in band class together. And so he was like, oh, I think my dad's uh, girlfriend likes Good Charlotte. We could probably talk them into taking us. And so, yeah, we kind of conned our way into it and, you know, got to go to a show with little 11-year-old kids, little pop punk, uh, rebellious kids. (laughs) So at age 11, because I was about 13, I think, when I went Mm -hmm. to that tour. And I was like, I know for me being that age, I was like, wow, that mosh pit looks so cool, but I'm too young. So were you anywhere near like the pits? Oh my God. I, I'm still pissed to this day. So <laughs> I was, I was very tall for my age. Um, okay. and the kid that I went with was very short. So we got there pretty early and you know, I'm thinking, oh yeah, we're going to get in the pit. Like we're going to have a really good spot. Well, his parents were like, no, you guys have to sit off to the side. So it was like a arena tour, like a, a smaller arena tour. So yeah, we had to sit off to the side and like the stands, but, um, I got up and, you know, got, I remember getting in the stairway and like just going crazy and, you know, obviously I didn't stay in my seat. Right. Like right. I did not follow the rules. Like, <laughs> So ha- have you since become someone who likes mosh pits or are you still like off to the side? Uh, no, I definitely like pits. Um, not, not so much like good Charlotte. I don't, I don't know. Like not, I don't, I don't think I've ever gotten into an actual mosh pit at a good Charlotte show. Um, but yeah, other shows. Yeah. I do like to be in the pit and mosh to some metal and stuff like that. You know, I've gotten knocked down a few times and it's always fun. (laughs) What's the, what's the craziest pit you've ever been in? Um, the craziest pit. Ooh, that is a hard one. Um, okay. So rock on the range in 2017. Um, that's in Ohio, right? That's in Ohio. Yeah. That one of the craziest pits that I was in, um, corn was the headliner that night and it was just like Papa Roach, uh, like the awesome, like a super stacked lineup. And so my brother and I were there and we got third from the barricade for corn set. And I remember like being so, cause it's, those pits are like massive. There's like thousands and thousands of people. And I got so smashed that my feet were off the ground. And like, I ended up passing out while being upright. And it was just oh, insane. my it, God. Yeah, it was so much fun. But it was wild. Like, that that was a fun, fun festival. Yeah, I've never been to, because like, I went to Warp Tour a bunch of times. Uh-huh. I did Billboard Fest a couple of times. That's out on Long Island. I did Mayhem Fest once. And I did Riot Fest a couple times. Oh, and I did okay. FYF. I did FYF Fest, which is was like indie. Um, okay. I, was work- I was working that fest a few years ago. But I've never been to like a Rock on the Range type show. And they sound like insane in a good oh way. My God. Like, yeah, no, like they're insane. <laughs> so much fun. Like they're very different than like Warp Tour and right. stuff. Um, Louder Than Life is another fun one. Um, that I've been to, but um, sometimes they get really hot. You know, the Midwestern yeah. um, summers are kind of rough. <laughs> yeah. So since we're talking about concerts, uh, I figured we'd commiserate together a little bit. Ugh. So what concerts is coronavirus making you miss out on right now? Oh, the Rona took away. I had a floor ticket for Rage Against the Machine in Chicago. Oh, and it was a face value ticket. It wasn't scalped or anything. Um, I and worked they very, like, don't oh, tour that much, right? No, no. This was like their comeback, um, you know, 
tour and, and they were getting back together and everything. And yeah, I, I worked super hard to get that ticket. You know, we had like multiple phones and computers going and then it right. just, you know, got ripped out from underneath me. So I don't think I'll ever get over that. Like ever. So is that, that's canceled. It's not like rescheduled. It was rescheduled for like a year later. So right. I just ended up getting my money back for the ticket, you know, cause you okay. don't know what's going on in a year. Yeah. Who knows? I, uh, I have a ticket for my chemical romance, which like Ooh. in New Jersey and Newark, New Jersey, which is going to be insane. Yeah. Hometown show. Um, oh God. Yeah. Got pushed, paid an exorbitant amount of money for like yeah. not a great seat, but got pushed back about a year, but my thought it was like, I'll keep it for now. And mm-hmm. if I have to sell it at any point, <laughs> I'll probably make bank. <laughs> if I have to, s- <laughs> I'll make bank. <laughs> but Alyssa, I, something else I wanted to talk about, which I saw on your Instagram today, which was very cool to see this little video, but you are also a musician. You play drums and I know you also play guitar and you were talking about being in the school band. So, I mean, how long have you been playing music? Well, so I played the snare drum in fifth grade band class, which I don't even okay. think that really counts. But totally um, counts. That, well, I mean, that was when I was really getting into music more. And I remember I got uh, my first guitar when I was 11 um, for mm-hmm. Christmas. So, um, yeah, that's kind of when I really started. I took some guitar lessons. I, I didn't really keep up with it. Um, I I got pushed more into sports um, as a kid. And looking back, I definitely wish I would have stuck with music more. Um, You know, it's always been there for me. And that's, you know, something that's pretty common with good Charlotte fans. Um, But yeah, so here in the last year, um, I I took some drum lessons and um, uh, immediately fell in love with it. Um, So cool. I've been in and out of, you know, the relationship with the guitar for years. You know, I'll pick it up and then I'll put it down and all that stuff. But I was like, you know what? I just want to, I'm going to take a couple drum lessons, just like see. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is so much so fun. So why drums? You know, I don't really know. Like I've just always had this, um, I don't know, kind of thing for them. I just love them. They're fun to play. Like, you know, just hitting something after coming home after a long day of work and like just literally hitting something <laughs> while playing music. That's therapy for me. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. I could see it. So do you ever, I mean, obviously the school band as well in the past, but (laughs) pre-coronavirus, were you doing any kind of performances or was it mostly just like at home? (laughs) No, just like at home for fun. I mean, I think it'd be cool to um, get together and play sometime like a show or, you know, just jamming with people. I mean, Corona kind of threw everything, you know, for a loop, but um, yeah, no, in the future, I've definitely you know, I've had a lot of time to think and reflect on stuff in life. And I'm like, yeah, this might be something, you know, I want to kind of explore more. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? Well, okay. So you did post a video on your Instagram today of you playing a good Charlotte song on the drums. Um, So I don't know if that's my answer, but what are your favorite good Charlotte songs to, to play on drums or, or guitar? Do you know any on guitar? Um, so I, I came across, I was just on YouTube and I came across, there's like, um, a drumless track, you know, to play along to, um, cause I yeah. normally just play like to, you know, the regular songs and just whatever. Right. Um, but I, I saw, they have a couple and they're actually pretty good quality. Um, so I was like, Oh, I'll, you know, record it with my crummy iPhone, you know, yep. in my garage, which the sound is like terrible and you know it's super super low quality like this is not (laughs) professional at all but I was just you know having fun and just I don't know messing around but no um playing good Charlotte songs uh yeah anything off of the young and the hopeless is super fun sure Um, and uh good morning revival as well you know they have those dance dance type beats so yeah um those get really fun to play um I don't I don't think I've really ever gotten to a good Charlotte song on guitar, though. Uh, not that I know of. Oh, well, I guess no, that's wrong. When I was lo- when I was younger, I had the um, the tab book for yep. Young and the Hopeless. That, yep, I, got I that had for, that too. Um, yes, I think everyone has that. <laughs> yeah, i I could do. I mean, I could do seasons on my acoustic because that's like 
pretty simple. Yeah. And I could do like a little bit of little things. I think I could do a little bit of hold on. Yeah. Um, my, my guitar abilities kind of topped out at like seasons or good riddance by green day or a wonder wall. Yeah. It's cool though. Cause when I talk to people like you or we had someone on recently that plays guitar, um, mm-hmm. it makes me like, I still have my guitar and it makes me like, you know, it itch to really pick it back Yeah. Up. Right. Yes. Yes. So Alyssa, you had reached out to me a little while ago, just as I was getting this show started, uh, you know, since, you know, Kelly, of course. Uh, and I think I had told her, I was like, Kelly, tell all your friends to, you know, me. <laughs> yeah. So you reached out to me and you told me that this is actually your current all time favorite, which made me very happy because a lot of times people kind of default to older tracks as their favorite. So I, I I love hearing someone mention a newer track as their favorite. So what makes California, the way I say I love you, your favorite good Charlotte song? Um, yeah. So, you know, I that kind of surprised myself too when I heard the song. Um, it was just immediately like I it was just like the one. Um mm-hmm. I when I first heard the song, um, I had just moved to I had moved to California, Los Angeles, um, a couple months prior. So are you still uh, in LA? No, well, <laughs> I have everything in a storage unit <laughs> in Los Angeles, but I am present in my um hometown in Indiana right now. Cool. So due to the current situation, everything is kind of um super chaotic right now. Yep. Um, but yeah, I had moved to uh, Los Angeles. Um, you know, I had wanted to move there since I was a little kid. Same. And I had yeah. f- finally done it. And, um, you know, I had a lot of stress and, you know, we're, you know, I was very close with my mom um, when I had moved out there. And um, this song just kind of reminded me of her and being home and, you know, kind of branching out on my own and kind of trying to find what I want to do in my, with my life and where I belong exactly. and um, all those, you know, things that go right along with the song. I love that. So you, you did answer, I think a little bit there, but I, I want to talk about like what the song means. Um, both what what you feel as like your interpretation as well as like if you because sometimes there are songs where I'm like okay well this is my interpretation and I feel like the band meant something else but this is what I how I see it right I, and I love that about music like they yeah. a band can write a song and it can be intended for this way but as a listener you are free to interpret that song however you want to and make it your own and like that's i don't know that's just like the beauty of music is even though it's intended one way you know make it your own and however it relates to you and what resonates yeah. with you is just awesome yes no i i love that Alyssa. exactly it's it's i am i do not have children <laughs> I am very either. <laughs> far in my life from having children. And quite frankly, I don't necessarily think I ever will. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but I I like I like this song. I it's I think it's really sweet. It, it to me, it's like, you know, no matter where you go, your hometown, your family, they'll still be here for you. You yeah. could go you could travel, you could move away. He wants his kids to go out and take on the world, but he wants them to know that California, which is their hometown is going to be there for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I I feel that. But reading into this a little more specifically, uh, it, to me, it seems like maybe, you know, the kid he's singing to, it's kind of sad is, has been maybe left out at school, you know? Um, and forget the ones who let you go. Forget those ones. Yeah, they don't know you. Which to me, that's like, you know, you're a kid and maybe some stuff isn't isn't going well. You're not feeling like you fit in and you're just really needing to lean on your parents. Yeah. I Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So Joel has two kids, uh, uh-huh. 10 and 12. Billy's kids are like 7 and 11. Paul's kids are also around that age, like eight and nine or so. Benji's daughter is 
like a newborn. I think she was born Radix. She was born in January. I don't think Dean has kids. I didn't see anything, so I'm I'm not sure. But I don't I don't think he does. Um, very timely for today, and I can't wait to hear it. But there was a uh, Rolling Stone piece with, I think it was with Cameron Diaz, where she was saying that like Benji was apparently writing songs for their kids. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I read that today, that little Rolling Stone article about her wine. I want to try it. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to hear those. Um, yeah. You know, Benji and Joel obviously being twins, but Joel being the one that had kids so many years first. And they've written a couple songs about Joel's kids. So I kind of want to, because I re-listened to these today as well. So let's let's compare a little bit some of these other songs that Joel has written about his kids with California. Yeah, um, the oh, the one I'm thinking of is Harlow's song. Harlow's um, song and standing ovation. I'm pretty sure was also written about his kids. Was it? I can see that. Yeah, thinking yeah. about. That. I haven't heard that song for a minute, but yeah, I, I can oh, see yeah. that. So Harlow's song from cardiology standing ovation also from cardiology but harlow's song i mean obviously harlow was very 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 little at this point this was over 10 years ago but so i i can see why these two songs are so different right because yeah. you know in the one instance the the child is like a toddler and now she's like a, a preteen a preteen oh my gosh yeah <laughs> crazy uh but harlow's song is very protective it, mm-hmm. it's like i'm i'm watching over you i'm protecting you, i'm taking care of you and then here this one is like okay i can i can set you free yeah bit. it's it's changed it's crazy but i mean gosh all the years between those two songs wow uh yeah you can hear the difference in them yeah standing ovation it's like that song to me is very celebratory it's like it's I'm pretty sure that was written about his kids, although it's not as, like, explicitly, like, if you listen to it and you didn't know that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you would pick it up. I know, don't think but the average the average listener would pick no, that up. No, and, like, I love Standing Ovation. That's one of my favorite songs from Cardiology, but I didn't, ne- I, I didn't pick that up. No, Until I, I like, read something about that. I also noted that Youth Authority before this also ended with kind of a slower song, Moving On. Oh, yeah. They don't always end with a slow song. Like, Young and... I mean, well, let's go through it. Okay. Uh, Self-titled ended with Uh Change slash Thank You, Mom. Both of which are slow songs. Slow, yep. Young and the Hopeless ends with moving on which like that's gonna be a whole episode talking about why they have two songs with the same name yeah but that's a fast (laughs) song that is a fast song yes chronicles ends with well i guess i don't know what are we saying is the last song of chronicles is it wounded uh, is it falling away slash meet my maker my maker i guess it depends on what you because falling away and meet my maker are both fast songs but yes wounded but wounded is like very slow yeah and i'm like and that was before the digital age so like you really had to listen to the um the song you know on your cd to get to wounded you couldn't just go right yeah. to wounded you had to either fast forward or you know find it it, it was not as easy as it is nowadays yeah um <sighs> I don't, I don't, I would say Wounded would be the last song. I don't yeah. know why, but I just, yeah. I would pick that. Cause it is the last song, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's slow. Cardiology ends with Cardiology. Good Morning Revival ends with March On. So, okay. I guess a lot of their albums end with slow songs, but not yeah. all of them. Not all. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like this song to end the album though. And we'll talk about some reviews in a bit, but youth authority. I love youth authority. It's so high energy. It's very 
emotional and sentimental to me. It was like, oh my God, like this, the band is back. We're excited. We're celebrating it. This album is more introspective. It's a little angrier. It's questioning things a little more. So I, I like that they ended things with this because ending the album with a song like this makes it feel like, okay, I'm, I'm not going away from this feeling just totally miserable. It leaves you with a lot more, I think a lot more hope and possibly optimism. Yeah. I, th- I think this song on the last being the last track on this album, it's a very peaceful um, ending. Like it's it, not necessarily happy, not super sad. It's just very peaceful, and you just feel like, oh, okay, this was a this was an album. You know, it, I just it leaves you with that feeling of peace. I feel like exactly. I found a great interview. So we cited this in the episode on Cold Song that came out just yesterday as we're recording this, but. Joel did an interview with Rock Art Fashion, which is a French website. Okay. Uh, so the interview was originally in French. My French is not good enough mm. to like read a band interview and understand what it's saying. So I translated it back to English. Okay. I also am not sure if Joel speaks French. So like, I don't know if this was a situation in which Joel and the interviewer had a conversation in French and they posted it as is, or if it was like they had a conversation in English and the writer translated it to French because she runs a French website. So uh, uh, probably yeah, I'm going pro- to go out on a wild limb here and say that yeah. no, Joel does not speak French fluent enough right. to have an interview with someone. <laughs> right. So, so listeners probably quite a lot has gotten mixed up in translation that being said this interview was fantastic it was super detailed and i felt like it got into a lot of details that a lot of other interviews about this album missed so that was very very cool so uh in this interview joel cites cold song and california as more important to him or the most important to him on this album uh I guess he wrote both of those songs for his kids. So for that reason, they are the most important songs to him. I and, I did not pick up Cold Song as written for his mm, kids, but okay. Okay. No, I I mean, I, I was just doing the episode on Cold Song and had read parts of this interview too uh, and didn't necessarily pick up on that either. But I like... I mean, Cold Song, I think, is very, you know, life can be very painful. It can be very difficult. It's going to hurt, but Mm -hmm. you can get through it. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, though, because I think at first they were, you know, on the first record they had motivation proclamation about just being really depressed. They had a bunch of songs about high school and just not fitting in, right? Mm -hmm. So they were like... They're, they're kind of going from, like, writing about their own experiences of not not doing well and struggling to songs like Hold On or even Let the Music Play that were written for the fans to now writing for their kids. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's cool to kind of see that progression. It is. So later in this interview, Joel says, and again, listeners, this has, like, been translated probably back and forth, so... I'm even anything I read as quotes, probably not an exact quote of exactly what was said in the conversation, (laughs) but uh, the interviewer asks if the title of the song is his declaration of love to California. And he says that it is, and that he used the idea of California because, because it is something very dear to me Um, to pause and go to like, I found a different interview back in 2002, which man reading these old (laughs) blog website interviews with good Charlotte from like this, this, in this case, it was warp tour 2002. It was Joel and Paul on modernfix.com. And 
so the band were like sort of promoting the young and the hopeless on warp tour but the album hadn't come out yet so this was like mm. right before they blew up and it's so fun reading these types of interviews from the band that from so long ago but in in this interview from all the way back in 2002 joel said he would have rather grown up in california so you can see i don't know exactly when he moved but i don't think it was long after that because i think by chronicles i want to say by chronicles Mm -hmm. he and benji were both in la although i'm not positive i feel i feel like that's true i feel like there was an old episode of like mtv cribs or something and i feel like that's yeah that makes sense In this interview with Rock Art Fashion, Joel goes on to say that some he's talking about his daughter, Harlow. Someday she'll go away and I want her to be free, free to go and do whatever she wants to do and be who she wants to be. But I also wanted her to know that California will always be there and that she can always come home. Uh, Talking about how you can go out and explore and you can find yourself and feel free to be what you want to be and do what you want, but... I would always be here for you and show you the way to get home. This idea of California, this place where I came and found my, I found myself and I became who I wanted to be. I built my own family with my own rules and our own values without being chained to certain ideas or systems or beliefs that control what we accept or what we like. I love that. I, I absolutely love that. I mean, I, I totally get that and feel that. I mean, um, you know, California and, and Los Angeles and that whole City, I mean, you can be whoever you want to be. Yeah. You know, you can you can find yourself by getting lost in the city. You know, yeah. um, no one, it's not that small Midwest town vibe. You know, you can do whatever and people aren't judging you and you can mind your own business. And it's, it's very freeing out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have always kind of dreamed of moving out there. Obviously, you know, reality is, is currently happening, but right i so i live in new jersey and i i grew up in an area and i'm still in an area that people like commute from where i live to new york every day Mm. for work wow it's a slap like it's it's an expensive commute and it's like a a hard commute but you know it's expensive to like own housing in New York. So especially, you know, families that have a couple, a couple of kids, you can get into good schools in the suburbs. So, you know, you make it work. Um, But to me, like having New York right there, I was like, wow, New York's amazing. But it was always like, New York is right here. Mm -hmm. So California, Los Angeles to me was always the place I saw as like, well, that's where I want to go to. Yeah. I yeah. did not go to college in California. <laughs> I had like gotten into some schools in California, but you know, it just didn't work out financially and stuff. I went to school in the Midwest in Cleveland, Ohio, actually. And I remember thinking like, huh, there are people at this school that have like barely ever left Ohio, have never yeah. been west of Chicago or east of like Pittsburgh. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's, I went to school in Indiana, um, a public state school, you know, for financial Mm -hmm. reasons. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot of, um, East coast kids that would come to Midwestern schools. That's kind of, you know, the stereotype. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many people like where I'm from, they never get out, you know, they live in the same small town where they were raised They're They're, you know, they get married and have kids and it's just like this cycle, you know, over and over again. And it, no one ever really gets out. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people where I grew up, it was like, you know, you grow up in the suburbs in New Jersey and, and this was like a thing and it was a thing with like my parents and like their generation too. It was like, you know, you, you grow up in New Jersey, you go far away for college, you move to New York City after graduation and then you move back to the suburbs when yeah. you're like getting married to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Although I... You know, I've never lived in New York, nor am I married and having kids. <laughs> it's just yeah. I happen to get a job in the suburbs. Yeah. Um, but I think about, like, I, I love warm weather 
I do not like the winter. I really do not like the winter and cold. Yes. I also do not like rain. So I obviously had a terrible time with the weather living in Ohio for four years. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I wanted to move to L.A. was the weather alone um, yeah. was a major plus. Um, I hate the cold, you know, rain. I got I get, you know, really bad seasonal depression um, in the Midwest. And the first year I moved out to California, I didn't get that. And my I just felt like I was in a permanent summer. You know, the yeah. local L.A. people had like hats and gloves on. And I'm like, I have right. shorts, you know, <laughs> like clearly I, I was not the new kid in town. But uh, yeah, I, I love the weather out there. It's amazing. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I think about it. I'm like, man, like in a perfect world, I would just, when, when my lease is up, I would just go out there this fall. Yeah. But you know, it's, uh, it's tough. It's definitely not an ideal time to be, you know, moving, moving across the country at all. And, and yeah. Yeah. Especially, especially working in entertainment, which is, I mean, every field is, is hit by, by yes. COVID, but, uh, I think entertainment is definitely very, very hard hit. So it's like, Hmm, like I have a job here in entertainment, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't blame you on that one. It's, I mean, it's scary times for all of us yeah. of making a big move right now across the U S uh, yeah. not recommend it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, who, who knows, maybe the right opportunity will happen. Um, Alyssa, do you have any like memories or specific stories you want to share about this song? Um, yeah. So, so I have a tattoo, um, that goes with this song. Oh, I um, love that. Yeah. So, um, well, when the album came out in 2018, um, we, uh, Kelly, who was on the show and mm-hmm. I, we went to the, um, album release party in Hollywood, which was really fun. Um, I love that. But, yeah. Good Charlotte played a couple songs and, uh, we actually talked to Benji afterwards, um, about the upcoming album. It hadn't come out yet. So, um, he was talking about it. It was just really, you know, conversation and then um the next day a group of us we had went to the james corden show so it's like good charlotte and the dr phil thing i don't know if you ever oh yeah oh i know and i have another story about that that i'll tell you after we finish recording (laughs) okay uh yeah it's not something i can share with you Right. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. We did that. And that was um, the day of the album release. So um, we went out to dinner afterwards because you ca- you have to get dressed up for James Corden. I don't know if you've ever done like a taping of a I show haven't, or anything. No. That was my first time doing it. So you had, I guess you have to wear like fancy clothes. So we all wore like dresses and, um, and like heels and, you know, dressed up a little bit. And so we went out to a fancy dinner um, that evening in LA and um, we came back to my apartment and... Um, we had a little album listening party thing and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then the next day, I, which I guess that was technically the, the first day. Cause you know, it comes out like Thursday night, but it's technically right. the f- Friday. So then that Friday we went to, um, down to Amoeba records and like bought all the, um, Gen yeah. RX albums. And then, um, we were talking about, you know, obviously California, the song, I was like, oh my God, I instantly love this song. And um, the lyrics, um, don't forget California. She's always there waiting for you. Um, a, a group of us, um, Ashley Rayburn, who was on the show previously, yep. and um, Alex Silva, we were kind of bouncing stuff, you know, ideas off each other. I'm like, I don't know if I want to get like the outline of California with the lyrics around it. And um, they started coming up with ideas and Ashley ended up drawing it out. And so it's, it has the lyrics as the outline of California. That um, is so a, cool. Yeah. And it has a little heart where uh, Los Angeles is. And I have that on my leg. And that is so, so cool. Yeah. We all went together and, and got it. And it was, it was fun. We, that like, we had a few like good Charlotte days back to back and we just had a lot, a lot of fun when that album came out. That is so fun. I love that. I love hearing about people's tattoos. And Ashley, you know, as as you know, Ashley was a great person to talk to about that because yeah. she has so many good Charlotte tattoos. So cool. She does, yes. So, Alyssa, now we're on to one of my favorite parts of the show where we critique how other people have critiqued Good Charlotte. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna read some reviews. Um, 
I will say before we start reading them that uh, I was kind of surprised, but I was pleased that a lot of reviews actually mentioned specifically this song. You know, it's the closing song. Yeah. Pretty big contrast to the rest of the album in a lot of ways. So I get it. It's relevant to mention. The reviews, they were not, it was not like a consensus. There was some differing opinions. So we're going to start with When the Horn Blows, which is a a great blog. They have a lot of great insight. Um, They said, thankfully, the final song of the album is slightly more upbeat in both tone and meaning, despite being primarily a heartfelt assurance to the brothers' children that they can always return to California it is just as intimate to the listener, ending on an overwhelming feeling of hope. Uh, da da da. The song is full of reassurances and uplifting messages to all that life can and always will get better. And they ended, you know, they said that none of the songs in the album are as instantly memorable as the anthem, but the album as a whole is tremendous. Listening to it in one sitting enables the listener to see the mental state of these revered rockers and feel closer to them than ever before. More importantly, Good Charlotte are able to offer support around any feelings of self-doubt or depression by reflecting those very same feel- feelings in their music. I I thought that was pretty well said. Yeah. When the, you know, it's funny because like we had mentioned earlier in the show about how people kind of gravitate to older songs as their favorites mm-hmm. because they've known them longer. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- what if, what if this album had been the one you had been hearing for 16 years and then the young and the hopeless came out, you know, what, what would you have said was the memorable one? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I think about that all the time. Like if you could take everything away, like you don't know anything about Good Charlotte and you say, okay, here's the young and the hopeless, here's Gen Rx and right. pick which one you like better. I mean, I think I would pick Gen Rx, like real talk though. I know I'd probably get some hate from that, but I, right. <laughs> it, I, I have the, you know, the longtime association with young and the hopeless. Like obviously sure. it means a lot for the longevity term, but man, Gen Rx, dude, like it, that's the one for me. Like, I, that's the album I always wanted from I Good Charlotte. I think Generation RX is my favorite to, like, has been really fun for me to revisit because, like, it came out and, like, I liked it. And I listened to it because I interviewed Billy a few days before it came out. So, like, I had listened to the album several times before it came out. You know, I listened okay. to it when it came out and then, like, when I was going to see them the next month and everything. But... After that, I kind of went back to a lot of the older stuff more. But yeah. now, like, as I'm doing the episodes on the Gen RX songs, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this album is so great. InsertReviewHere.com. Great website. You know, InsertReviewHere.com yeah. is website. <laughs> uh, they called it a classic, upbeat, good Charlotte ballad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well put, succinct. Uh, here's here's one that we're gonna we're gonna dig into a little bit, Alyssa, from okay. the soundboardreviews.com. So, like, I this person seemed to like it, but they were also very critical, and it's probably one of the most thorough critiques I've read of this album. Like, the whole review is pretty long; it's pretty detailed. But I think it's, you know, as, like, a fan, it's very easy to just write about music and be like, oh, I love this. This is amazing. Right. But I think it's also, like, healthy and mature. And, you know, so we hear on this show to be like, all right, here's, here's like, an actual mm-hmm. unbiased perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you agree with it. But the soundboardreviews.com. And what's impressive about this album in particular is how thorough Good Charlotte are. This could have easily been a collection of self-flagellating misery and self-esteem anthems. And tracks like Cold Song and California do come dangerously close at points, but the execution feels so much more barbed and potent. Joel Madden is certainly not a powerhouse vocalist, but from the dips into harsher, almost screamed vocals and self-help and shadow boxer, he's throwing himself in and embracing the turmoil and t- turbulence. Yeah. Yeah. 
the that heavier vocals from Joel, you know, with the the screaming and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I was, love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, me too. Well, I mean, we got a little bit of that, you know, on on War from um, Youth Authority too. So um, this album, we got even more, which you know, it went in the right direction for me personally. Um, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I, I want to read another bit from this review. Um, he says. By the time The Closer, California, The Way I Say I Love You, comes around, they've reverted back to super clean acoustic lines that stand completely at odds with everything else. And for an album that only consists of nine songs, a design choice as baffling as that can have much more of a negative impact. But considering the material that Good Charlotte have been putting out for the best part of a decade and where Generation RX falls into that lineage, this is easily the best album they've released in years, even with its flaws. So I don't know what what do you think, especially taking into consideration what we've read of this review. What do you think of them having like such a short album and ending it with like the one slow song like this? I mean, personally, I'm like, oh yeah, I would have loved to have a longer album. I think everyone would, but the, mm-hmm. at the same time, if you add more songs to this album and they don't fit, and it's not, right. if it doesn't feel right, I mean, you got to respect that they ended it where they needed to. Exactly. Um, and I think if they, listening to this album, if they would have ended it with anything other than California, it would have felt off. I, it, yeah. it comes, you know, right after um, Better Demons and Leech and all that, and those two songs are intense, very intense. Yeah, Better Demons is very Ooh. intense. Yes, and then to just slam California in there and just say, Oh, here it is. I I love that. I, I yeah. honestly really do. I loved it. Yeah. I mean, if they were to have made the album 12 songs, mm-hmm. they probably would have thrown in like a few more slower songs. Yeah. But I kind of feel like the fact that it's the only slow song makes it stand out a little more. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're not going to get, get away with a good Charlotte album without a slow ballad. Right. Like that's, that's not going to happen. So they, they're going to put it in this album. And even though the album is so short, I mean, it works like for people to say, Oh, this is weird. It is weird, but it's different. And it, it makes sense though. Like it has yes. to be in there. Yes. And it's, it's like, Hey, we've just talked about like all the like tough mm-hmm. stuff and the pain, but like now we're going to leave you. Yes. With some with- hope with that feeling yeah. yeah definitely the feeling of hope yeah yeah i love that yeah um adobe adobe said that ultimately generation rx is an album laced with hope there's a lot of anger and sorrow there but from it comes a plea for change that's why closing track california the way i say i love you which marks a change of pace from the rest will hit you the hardest in a different way love that yeah exclaim said that this song was out of pace it, it you know they said it was glaringly obvious that the sunny song though not bad is out of place but I, I think that gets into like okay are we wanting an album to all sound exactly the same right or are we wanting it to kind of paint a picture tell a story mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean yeah, it, it 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 does. It does tell the story. I mean, you could argue that, you know, this album is very much about self-reflection, um, looking yep. in the mirror, um, mental health struggles. I mean, you could also argue that this song um, also is about looking at yourself as well. You know, not necessarily a child or a parent um, relationship, but um, like the person- you. Will yeah, always like be there waiting for you. You will be, yeah, and it, mm-hmm. it could be. That's great. As, oh, yeah, yeah, like it could be your old self talking to you, or um, you know that kind of that idea of you are your own family, and um, you know, just I don't know, guess yeah, making it kind of what you what you want it to be. Yeah, and I think also like you, you know you can try different things and you can, you might fail at some of those. Yeah. But like you are still you and you know, 
I I had a lot of I don't know if struggle is the right word, but it there was like a lot of just back and forth mentally when I left the outlet, the website that I was writing for last fall, because it was like for eight and a half years, that was yeah. like all I had been doing was writing and photography. And like for the first time, I wasn't actively contributing to an outlet. And it was like yeah. It was weird and like people, I think a lot of people kind of didn't get it. It didn't get my decision. That's okay. They don't have to. Um, Yeah. But it was very weird and I struggled a lot with like, if I leave, you know, this, this outlet, this, I'll say position, you know, I wasn't like getting paid for everything I was writing. But if I leave, if I stop doing this one thing, like, am I still me? Am I still a writer? Like, so there was a lot of thinking about it, but it's nice to have those moments. And from songs like this, we're like, okay, yeah, I am. What, you know, in whatever way I'm expressing that, I'm still a writer. I'm still someone who pretty much the best way, the only way I really feel fulfilled in life is commenting on music in some way. And, and, (laughs) lately that has largely been mostly been this podcast yeah one more review i want to mention was from the overly opinionated.com oh god (laughs) so like okay i back when i was little baby molly that had not had you know almost a decade of music journalism under her belt I thought it was the coolest thing ever, but I would like always read these reviews that were just mean. And I was like, I don't think I could ever write something like that. (laughs) That being said, you know, look, you you can share whatever opinion you want. I read this review and I was kind of like, okay, this doesn't even feel like you are trying to be critical. This is like, and I think this was a very popular attitude in the, like, music blogosphere at a certain point, and in some circles still is, though not as much anymore. But this idea that, like, I will look cooler or more important if I write something that's just very, very snarky. <laughs> anyway, y'all, okay. The only non-hateable song on the whole project is California, The Way I Say I Love You, which sounds like a yellow card ballad, but at least it doesn't have this life is super serious, man, my pain is real vibe to it. It's baffling why the fun-loving, quirky good Charlotte we used to know made a screamo new metal album when they've never dabbled in this style of music. Okay, like, semi- <laughs> fair because yeah like why why did they take on this style but also have you like actually listened <laughs> to good charlotte's other material right right um yeah <laughs> i i don't know first of all i would i would quite enjoy hearing william ryan key cover this song yeah that'd uh, be cool. I, 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 i'd be into it um i don't think he has any kids but I, i'm sure he would have something although he would probably say i don't know i don't know if he lives in la i i want to say he's from florida because i think yellow card originally at least or from florida so like yeah the <laughs> as you can see Alyssa, the the critical response to this song was quite varied i mean the fact that they called this a screamo new metal album like <laughs> what like no it, it's good charlotte still like, yeah that, right right overly exaggerating should be their title i mean come on like, right that, yeah right <laughs> i i mean look it, it's i think like I, being like us being diehard fans we we love it right and and yeah. i think it's like valid to see what other people are are have to say about mm-hmm. this yeah um Taking the, like, okay, I'm, like, very annoyed that someone is just being, like, extremely snarky and obnoxious and writing about (laughs) Charlotte, I think this person is saying that, like, this song sounds kind of like a a yellow card ballad, which I could totally hear. I could hear a yellow card version of this. Yeah. But the rest of the album is taking itself too seriously. 
Um, and that Good Charlotte is kind of trying to do something musically that died out in 2007. And they also say that it, it doesn't have purpose or personality. I would disagree with the purpose because yeah. Generation RX thing. But if you don't know, if you didn't know what Generation RX meant or like that backstory, I don't think you would necessarily pick up that. Yeah. Like I think you would pick up okay they're they're talking about like their feelings and mental health and self-reflection. I don't think you would necessarily pick up like opioid ep- epidemic if you didn't. I I I, I mean the title kind of gives it away, but like Yeah. You also could think okay, whatever the title is just the title. Yeah. So I don't know. I I I I'm going to assume this person like didn't no kind of like backstory on why they wanted to call it Generation RX and such, but you know their their thoughts are valid. <laughs> Tone is obnoxious, yeah. though. Yeah, 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 agreed, agreed. Um, you know, so Alyssa, when I ask this question, it it's a little different asking it about. A, a new song like this versus something much older, but how has California, the way I say I love you held up for you over time? Um, it's, you know, it's definitely changed over time for me, even in the short time period that it's been out. Um, yeah. now, you know, I, I'm in Indiana and I'm trying, you know, I will be getting back to, to California in a couple months. And, um, now, you know, I have this, this family in Los Angeles and this sense of community and, and things like that. So now it's kind of, you know, don't forget California. She's always there waiting for you. Like California is always going to be there for me, even though I have to deal with some stuff right now. And it's kind of heavy and hard. Like it's, it's still very much a a hopeful song for me. And that's, I think over, over the time, the short time that it's been out, it's always been a hopeful song. And now it's just kind of changed a little bit for me, but it's still the same. (laughs) I love that. So just a few questions I always like to ask to wrap things up, but what has Good Charlotte meant to you over the years and how has that changed? Um, you know, over the years, well, you know, when I was a young, young, younger kid, um, they were very much like therapists, you know, in a way, Mm -hmm. um, listening to the music, you know, we, we didn't have their, you know, therapy wasn't talked about at that young age and things like that. So, um, to hear this music that was dealing with some of the issues that I was dealing with, um, with family issues and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, over all this, all these years, um, that has stayed the same, you know, they're always a, a album. There's always a song that I can go to and find when I in in times of need. So yeah, I just I could never thank them enough for that. I think every all the good Charlotte fans I think feel that way. I love that. So, do you have any last words about California, about Good Charlotte, or about yourself? Um, no, I'd really like to hear this song live um, sometime, preferably in California. I was hoping they were going to do it on the uh, Gen RX American tour, but. They didn't, sadly, but I would really, really love to hear this one live. Yeah. I I think this will be fun, but I I I get why they haven't. Like it's a slow song, right? Yeah. Um maybe pull it out on acoustic or if they want to do like another Veep live stream. Yes. Uh, yeah. A live any type of live version. I mean, I'm not picky. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um before we head off, Alyssa, I we are doing a Generation GC and Friends playlist on Spotify, which has the songs that we talk about on the show, as well as recommendations from our guests. So can you leave me with a recommendation for our listeners? Um, I can't. I have two bands that I have recently gotten into, and Perfect. I love them. They're women bands um, called Bones, but Bones UK because of the TV show. So if you're looking them up, it's Bones UK. Okay. Um, and Nova Twins. Okay. Can you give me a song yeah. from each of those? Yeah. So um, Bones UK, I would probably say uh, Girls Can't Play Guitar. I'd um, love that song title. Yep. It's a great one. And then for the Nova Twins, I would probably say Thelma and Louise. 
All right. I'm, yes. I'm excited to, to check them out. I've been making much active, much more active effort lately to listen to more women in yeah. rock. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I'm very they excited. They are, they're killing it right now. So I am very much into them these days. Yeah. Well, Alyssa, thank you for coming on the show. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Um, I keep my socials on private, but sure, um, sure. You don't have to you, share them if you don't want. Um, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Sketch Queen. Perfect. Um, and on Instagram, I'm at Alyssa Gardner underscore. Perfect. Well, Alyssa, thank you for coming on the show. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Last week, we talked about life changes from Youth Authority. Next week, we'll be talking about a song from the band's self-titled album. My name's Molly. I've been your host. You can follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow me, Molly, at M Huddleson, M-H-U-D-E-L-S-O-N. Please make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, rate it, leave a review, and tell all your friends. Tell your friends that love Good Charlotte to listen to this show because they're going to love it. Tell your friends that have never, ever listened to Good Charlotte to listen to this show. and it will get them to start listening to Good Charlotte. Thanks all for tuning in.